Welcome to Movie Issues, the podcast. I'm your host, Leland, here with my dark man, Spooky. Uh, welcome, new listeners. I saw we had some new uh, likes on some of the social media, so welcome. Prepare to be offended. And we're sorry. <laughs> what up, kids? <laughs> we keep it really low maintenance. <laughs> but Really low brow. What? what, what, what Highbrow, that's it. There's highbrow humor and highbrow humor. Low-brow, yeah. Then what's blue collar humor? Lowbrow. When they say like, "Oh, they're keeping it blue." Is that yeah. the same thing? Lowbrow. Well, what's lower than lowbrow? Uh, I don't know. Oh, I could like just, dirty? I, I no, like lowbrow is dirty. Oh. Like lowbrow, blue collar is like the working man's humor, where you know it's uh, like working men curse and yeah. talk about balls and cock and shit. Are, are, are we lowbrow humor? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. All these years, I thought I was sophisticated. No, <laughs> no. I I was talking about balls and shaft last episode. Well, I'm in it then. <laughs> Carry on. Ah, uh, yeah. So much, so much things in the nerdist world. Just. The nerdosphere, the the nerd community just hitting right and left. So we'll just start at the top. So, Simon Pegg, fellow sci-fi geek. Looks like he's writing Star Trek 3 with another guy. Co-writing Star Trek 3. More Scotty is always good. I don't necessarily think he's going to throw in more of him. but Probably not, because he doesn't seem the type. No. <laughs> but, but I really love the shit out of Scotty, and I'm glad he got like a really good kind of uh part in in two and i'm hoping to get kind of that level again i honestly i don't know what simon Pegg has written in the past so i don't know how well he is as a writer but well he wrote a lot of those cornito trilogy movies did he yeah okay alienating friends and whatever that movie was how to annihilate friends and people or i know of it it bombed bad yeah it's not a good movie not awful. Did he write that fantastical fear of everything? I don't believe so. Good. I didn't like that. I didn't watch that. It's the trailer not was not intriguing enough for me. But he did do that weird drama that came out, Hector and the Search for Happiness, where mm-hmm. it's like him traveling around the world. I haven't seen it yet because it's not on Netflix yet, but I wanted to see that. I like the cast. I don't think he wrote that either. He may yeah. have. I don't know. Uh, I, is this a good or bad thing? I mean, he's a talented you know writer, but is he too close to the material being a nerd? No, I think you need to be a nerd to do it. I know, but that always has the... Now, yeah. It if, can go backwards real I, quick, though. I don't quite see him as, like, uber nerd for Star Trek specifically. Oh, Star Wars he is, though. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I don't know. Like, because... You can be really close to the subject matter and you're throwing in all kinds of references and things and you're trying to kind of emulate the original uh, series in some way. Or you can be a passing nerd and you don't treat the the, 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 the film with the kind of um, uh, reverity? Rever- sure. With the, with, with the kind of um, gentle touch that fans want you to have. They want... They want references and things they want to kind of know how this fits into what they already know but they don't want it too deep you, you, there's like a, a gentle touch to it 
maybe it's it, it's better that way. Maybe it's like um, JJ was a fan, but not like an uber fan, and he directed a solid first movie, mm-hmm. and then you fall into the trap of part two, where you got it's too inside for yeah. for certain people. You know what I mean? So maybe Simon Pegg, maybe he's just bumping up the script. Maybe there's already the other guy wrote the majority of it, and they're having Pegg do like. A go through like, like a this needs to bump he's, this up. This he's, scene he's needs to maybe yeah. he's doctoring it. Yeah, yeah, I, that's fine. I mean, I trust Simon Pegg. I, you know, I, 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 he's one of us, so yeah. it's like, like he's uh, he's definitely gonna take it seriously. I mean, it's gonna be odd though when Scotty finally gets laid on screen. That's yeah, gonna be it's odd. gonna be weird with some kind of green chick. <laughs> I would like him drunk again though. That was a lot of fun. That was fun. He he wakes up in bed with his buddy. Like (laughs) that's the joke. Like holy shit, you know. It's like what happened. I could do with that as a little buddy though. His buddy's weird, but I do find that the the handful of jokes they kind of use him for pay off pretty well. It it is, but it's almost kind of like they couldn't write Scotty his own scenes without him having a straight man to bounce off of. Maybe that's true, but I do find like having the, having that little companion of his gives um, Peg like the opportunity to really just ad lib some Scotty stuff. Yeah, it's possible. Which is always real funny when he's talking about he's the size of a bean. Yeah, I'm not I'm not, I'm not saying I dislike it. Yeah. It's just it's like all right, we'll see yeah. how it goes. I don't know if it's lazy writing to have that little guy in there, but no, no, I'm not saying it's this lazy writing by any means. It just seems like. Hey, we're not quite sure what to do with Scotty and uh, Chekhov, so we'll have them kind of like have one big run around scene. You know, so yeah. like, okay, you guys gotta kind of don't know what to do with these guys a little bit because we're so focused on the the bromance between Kirk True. and Spock. So, which I, could, I don't think they need the force so much. We already know it's there. I could I, mean, do, I could do without that heavy-handed uh, bromance. Yeah, at least with the original movies with the bromance, you had. 40 years of friendship to buy this one it's still being like all right you guys on your five-year mission yet oh no okay (laughs) i'd also i'd also really like this story to not involve the end of the world oh no i'd really like i'd really like all the consequences (laughs) to begin and end around the enterprise itself like the 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 big conflict is that they're out in space on this five-year mission and if they don't solve whatever thing, the ship will explode and everyone on the ship will die. It, it, That's enough. I'd be happy if they were just not on Earth. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be a Klingon plot. Probably. They did kind of set that up. It's time. In the first, the, this part two with the Klingons kind of... Being on the Klingon homeworld there? Well, I mean, not so much... Well, you mean being on their planet? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, I, th- I think it's time to bring the Klingons back sure. into uh, the new regime. We'll see how it goes. Uh, speaking of uh, things in the new regime, who the fuck knew X-Files might come back? That's... 25 years later. Super, super nutty, weird. Don't know if I'm 100% behind and it. And it may not happen, but... True. It, David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson both have said that if someone offers them like a 13-episode something on like TV... A miniseries or on Netflix, Netflix or They Fox both or said they would jump at a chance to yeah. do it again. This all started with the Nerdist podcast uh, with, with Gillian on it. Like They just kept... They, they essentially talked themselves into it. 
I think, but you know, they did that movie in '97. So I mean, I think, or no, was it 2004? So I mean, they're willing to come back and do things. Yeah, but Granted, that's still. 10 I heard years that ago. movie was pretty bad. Yeah, that's still like ten years ago. Like eventually, you would assume people would be like, it would have been cool. 10 years ago but Maybe. it's too late now everyone's you know much older like how do we explain this this gap in time it's a night of honesty okay you ever actually watched the x-files yeah i watched the x-files yeah i didn't watch the movies i don't think i've seen either of the movies right. but i did watch the x-files cool huh. I, I, i've only ever seen one episode oh really i'm not an x-files guy I, it, I missed it. Did it creep you out? No, no, not okay. at all. I, I missed it. It did creep It just, I missed it completely. Like, yeah. it was on at the same time as something else, and by the time <laughs> it became a thing, yeah. I was, it was like four seasons in, and I yeah. was like, oh, well, fuck this. I'll catch it someday on VHS when they release those seasons, and, and then I remember, like, I mean, it ended when I was in college, the final episode, mm-hmm. and, and then it became a thing. And then it was like the first, like internet cult show that was so like with boards and people like mm. I theories and true. There's a know. lot of that to kind of pull from. Yeah, and and, and I think got the lone gunman. Yeah, and like I said, I'm not I'm not shitting on it. I just missed it. I did. Yeah. It's on Netflix. I did try to watch like the first couple episodes within the last couple years. It was so heavily dated the '90s that I, I just really couldn't get into it. I believe it. I was I like, believe mm. it. I, I, I just, just the pictures in my mind are so broad, padded, shouldered, and yeah, like button ups tucked into jeans and in a and a fucking. And that was blazer. the style. So I'm not making fun yeah. of it, but looking back on it, it was very difficult for me to get and into. And the writing is different back then exactly. too. It doesn't flow like writing we do, like we have now. But if they were to do a new series, I'm, I'd probably check it out. Maybe it'll inspire me to go back. Sure. I mean, it could. I'm not saying I would. I would. But, I know. would totally check it out. I. I never I watched... I liked those two actors. Oh, man. I mean, I think they're both good. Gillian so, I mean... Anderson, after after that podcast, is, is fucking amazing. Well, she's amazing on Hannibal. Yeah? As Hannibal's shrink. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not going to spoil season two. She may be more. But let's just say, she is... Her character on Hannibal is... A mystique wrapped in enigma of confusion. Like it was like you're sitting, you're like, oh, I trust you implicitly, and then you're like, oh, bitch, <laughs> I don't trust you at all. Yeah, I, I I remember during the height of the X Files, and she's all over the place, uh, just thinking she was so fucking hot, just spooky boner all day well, long. It was like her and Buffy at the time were like the two sci-fi queens. Yeah, but like with a ten-year age gap, like no, yeah, but just they were, the, the show was, was on older, at the same time, more mature. Yeah. And then I got this impression that she was real kind of stuck up, and I kind of fell out of love with her. Why well, I think uh, Scully was stuck up. Yeah, but it seemed like the outside of the show stuff too. Like uh, it kind of. Well, I mean, after listening to her podcast, I think uh, yeah. she had a lot of issues. Not True. like issue issues, but she, she didn't had know some... how to handle her own. Fear. Yeah, and yeah, that, you know, and that happened. She's I human. I get it. But yeah. the first like fucking minute into that podcast, and she is nerding the shit out over the Wookiee uh, yeah, uh, guest book. Stu- yeah, the guest book thing. I'm like, oh man. I just respect her. She had a mouth like a sailor. That was also super <laughs> I'm, I'm fun. I was just like, that a girl. Yeah. Uh, speaking of girls, so Supergirl. 
Maybe a thing on CBS? Surprised, actually. I, that it's going through or that they actually cast someone? That it's, well, that it's going this far. Well, I didn't it, think... Well, see, it's not going to series. They have a greenlit for a pilot. True, true. It could be as bad as the Wonder Woman pilot. True, and we'll probably all see it. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, like, I don't well, think... those can, pilots always leak yeah, I don't online. Yeah, I don't think you can hide shit like that anymore. No, no, no. I mean, there's, the, there's, there's 150 pilots every year, and... Most of them don't go anywhere, but nobody cares about those. Mm-hmm. This one, we would care enough that it would hit the internet. We would find it. Well, it's like the Aquaman pilot. I bought that on iTunes. True. Yeah, and that one was just released. Eventually. I enjoyed it. I, yeah, it's all right. It, I saw what they were trying to do, yeah. and I was like, all right, cool. Real, um, real teeny CW. Well, that was yeah, at the height real, of that. Yeah, small, it, yeah. it was. I think that was still the WB. The WB. Uh, or the UPNWB. Or what, I don't know. There were <laughs> yeah. so many of those things. Uh, uh, yeah, right. I mean, the, the girl cast is Melissa Benoit. Ben, ben, Benoist? Benoist. We're not quite sure how to say her last name. But, Sorry. You know, holla, but uh, she looks fine. I mean. Sure. I mean, she's. I know she, you can't judge uh, without she's being on a Glee, costume. And she's on some other show. Like She's, yeah, she's done. Uh, these her, are her two credits they keep yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's done a fair amount. I, I think I saw her on Glee. Um, she was fine nah. as a teenager. I mean, she's twenty four, so like I find it, I find it interesting and honestly cool that they that they have casted someone showing that hey, you know, it looks like we're at least going to do this pilot. Because mm-hmm. um, I mean, female led superhero show, sure, let's let's do it. Peggy Carter's just, kicking some ass. It's just weird though that they want to try to connect it to the Arrow Flash universe, but it's like. You're on two different networks. Like, oh yeah, I don't think it's gonna happen. How is that? And then there was a TBS or TNT. Wants the Teen to Titan the, show. The Teen Titan show, yeah. and they want to connect that as well. Yeah. I was like, also, whoa, 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 slow down. So you have your TV verse and your movie verse, but you can't connect those. Yeah. But Marvel can. If if Sony, I, I, if Sony and Marvel can't clearly like and openly work out their issue, how, then yeah. CBS plus uh, WB, no CW. Plus uh, TNT. Like, they're not going to get their shit together. Also, on one hand, yes, it would be cool if it was. Sure. On the other hand, why would you build such a intricate television set of heroes when you're not going to elevate it up to the movies? Well, because they know their movies are going to fail. <laughs> you can't go into it like that. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, it seems so bonkers. I I really am bothered that they're not going to take anyone from the television show who and are put clearly them doing a better job than most killing people. It. Yeah, uh, I did th- add an interesting thought the other day. So let's say if Constantine doesn't get picked up for a season two, uh-huh. um, which it should. I mean, let's see if it grows another. But maybe I don't make understand it a, either way. I, keep it at thirteen. Nah. Make it a half. Make it like an Agent Carter kind of thing. Uh, but I did think, wouldn't it be interesting though if? They kept the actor as Constantine in other oh, things, Oh, he gets to appear in other places? Yeah, like if he was the roll-up in one of the Justice League movies, or that Justice League dark that Guillermo wants to do. Yeah. Like, wouldn't it be neat, I thought, if, like, the show may not have worked, but everyone was solid on him, and yeah. he becomes Constantine. That would be super fun. Maybe they make a movie. Like, you know, maybe they figure, hey, you know, the show didn't work as well, but... Maybe, I do feel it works a, better as a movie than a show. Yeah, maybe like a, a low budget, you know, t- uh, Netflix series or something. You know, mm. I think there's potential for it, but uh, we'll see how that the would Supergirl all just come things, down to rights. It does come into the Supergirl thing is weird though, especially because then they were talking about like they want Superman on the show, and I was like, as what? 
Like, if it's not... Some kind of, like, guiding... Okay, this is what it is. I think he he would only be in, like, probably the pilot. This is what it is. Superman uh, gets... He has to leave Earth for some reason. He has to leave Earth, so he has, He's going back to Krypton. Yeah, so he, he yeah, he's on a search for Krypton. Yeah. He leaves uh the Fortress of Solitude to Kara and through his voiceovers she is informed of things weekly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever villain pops up or whatever she needs to learn, stuff like that. Who do you want to do the voiceovers? Here you op- you have three options. Okay. Tim Daly, Dean Kane, or Brandon Ralph. Tim Daly. Just Tim, straight out? Tim Daly every day. Okay. If I take Tim Daly out of it, what do you got? Um, I'm, I'm going to go with Brandon Ralph. Because <laughs> I like that dude. I like I like him too. And I and I dig that he's 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 on Arrow. I don't know. Like I, I've never hated Dean Cain. I kind of felt his his portrayal of Superman was always kind of it's fine the right for kind what of fun. Was. Yeah. I actually, I'm waiting for that show to come to Netflix and rewatch it. It was on Netflix for a while. Was it? Did yeah. I miss it? Yeah, I, you missed it. Fuck. I watched some of it. It did, also not, dated. It did not hold up. Also dated. <laughs> it was. It was. Huh. Well, look at that. That's kind of what I expect, though. That's kind of what I expect. Oh uh, yeah. Well, you know. Um, yeah, we'll see how that goes. I, I'm. You know. It, hell. It, pilot. Can't. Can't. It's just a pilot. Sure. We'll see yeah. it. Uh, it, speaking of things being remade and uh, it, it, crossovers and whatever, like. I think this is going to be the start of a new trend. I have a sneaking suspicion we're about mm-hmm. to... If this movie is made, I think we're going into a new kind of trend here. The There is talk about a Blob remake, of a remake. Um, they did the 50s one, and then there was the 80s one, yeah. and then now they want to do a new version with you know with the update of the special effects and whatnot. I think we're going to move... If that works, like if they make the Blob and that is successful... I think we're going to move into a lot of B-movies being remade with updated special we'll effects. We'll do, like, them and... I, stuff like that. Maybe not specifically, like, remaking them, yeah. but there'll be suddenly a giant bug movie. Yeah. Or I think we're moving into Like maybe, Return of the Radioactive. Yeah, like, and, and, and there's a small... Look, I'm split down the middle on it. There's one side that's like, God damn, I don't need to see those. I've already owned the rest of those. But then there's another part of me that's like, <laughs> creature feature. Because I'm a sucker for a creature feature. Nah, I don't know. I feel the reason why those worked out That's so well. That's the new well, meteor movies. <laughs> Every studio's doing a blob yeah. bug movie. The the reason why those worked out so well was that it was it was the dawn of the atomic age and everyone was scared of of nuclear power and nuclear war and like that's where like I mean blob is is uh, blob is an alien right Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, If I remember right Yeah it was crashed. It was in an asteroid, yeah, or a meteor, something like or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like all the big bug ones were all radioactive. Mm-hmm. We don't have that fear, and I'm trying to think. Well, what's what would worry people Zombies. now? <gasps> zombie bomb. Zombie bomb. Zom- zombie, zombie blob. blob. <laughs> so it's a blob that's dead, but continues to devour the living. <laughs> My question is, how would you know? <laughs> Here comes the blob. Doo, 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 um. Doo. I think you get the right actors in this. Like they know that they're making a B movie that's supposed to be campy and tongue in cheek. Mm-hmm. I think if you get the right cast, you have a success. But then I think you would have to also use a lot of practical effects. You'd have to really kind yeah, of go I back mean, and try and I'm sure they make would. the blob. <gasps> the rock versus the blob. <laughs> 
Doesn't the blob win? No. No? They, no, they stopped the blob. Yeah. Do they? Okay. Somehow, a lot of people don't make it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, they probably freeze it. I believe that is exactly yeah. how they do it. Yeah, that's, yeah. It's my first idea. Yeah, like, yeah, that's what you would do yeah, to a gelatinous cube. <laughs> so, we'll see how it goes. Um, this is not really movie related, but God, is it fuck all awesome. And I just have to make reference to it. So, the Super Bowl is coming. Mm-hmm. Um I'll be honest, until I started seeing these two dudes tweet, I didn't know the Super Bowl was coming. Because I don't care. I was uh, peripherally uh, aware. I'm I, also aware of Deflategate. What is that? Uh, there's a big to-do right now about if uh, the Patriots cheated to win, uh, the, to win the game to get to the Super Bowl. I, how do they cheat? They deflated the footballs. Like on the field in front of a hundred million people? No, not like, in front of people. The balls, the balls that they used were deflated for assumably when they were on defense. Okay. Ball doesn't fly the same, don't kick the same, don't bounce right. Well, how it, are they supposed to tell that? Like video footage or they tested. Yeah. They tested and they're they're like eleven of the twelve or something like that were actually Does the not, whole team get punished for maybe one person doing a bad thing? Like well, that's why they're looking into it to see if is this some kind of mistake? What's the reason? Is it on purpose? If it's on purpose, like I can't, I gotta figure they're just gonna uh, flip it over and the Patriots don't go, and whoever they were I playing guess. will go instead. Well, in that case, then this bet doesn't seem fun anymore. <laughs> yeah, so it, this this directly this directly could affect this amazing bet. Oh, that's a shame because the outcome of this bet is kind of awesome. Yeah, like I I was really you know what Chris Evans and Chris Pratt. You know what I would the damnedest. I would like to buy both them giant beers, I, I, and they will drink them. The boots, the boot-filled beers, yeah, and then they'll ask for more. Like, yeah. <laughs> can I get another? You're a millionaire. How first, much you might get the yeah, next round? First Parker? round on the poor guy. You know, those those boots ain't cheap. <laughs> I I thought the idea of both of them, uh, whoever uh, wins or loses, has to dress up as their Marvel character and go to charity events and and for sporting the hospitals. colors of their of the opposite team. I thought that was a really neat. It's super thing. cool. And now you tell me this, and now I'm kind of sad. <laughs> now like, you, like, it's not guaranteed. I understand. At time of recording, it's not guaranteed. Yeah, but it could still happen. <laughs> Real honestly, these two fucking dudes. They'll probably do it anyway. No, that's true. Like, even if one of them doesn't go to the Super Bowl or whoever wins, oh my God, wouldn't it be awesome if they both showed up at both hospitals? That's what I'm thinking is actually going to happen. So, cat. They cure cancer. Like, those kids' brains are going to explode. In the good way. Yeah, just. Not not the cancer way. No, no, no. They're just, just all of them healed. Oh my gosh, their their power of just happiness and awesomeness. And because they're awesome and. wouldn't they be really if some of the other cast members came as like surprises? I wouldn't. I would not. That would be really. I would really not be fun. super surprised. I think it would be amazing. And honestly, because the conditions are also, you got to go to Seattle. You got to mm-hmm. go to Boston. Yeah. I don't see why not. Unless they wouldn't honest, go there. Not terrible cities to go to. No, you, absolutely you can not. Go for a yeah. weekend. Get and, get yourself some coffee and lager. And how much more <laughs> fucking fun would it be? To watch your buddy humiliated because he lost a bet and be there in fucking person. So Star Lord shows up, got to wear the Peyton Man uh, or the, the fucking the Tom Brady jersey, and yeah, was it Captain America has to fly the twelfth man flag? Yeah, I don't know what that means. I could explain I can, it to you, but I know you don't really care. I don't, but I can figure it out by those words. It, yeah. <laughs> 
I have a college education. I can figure things out. You know words. You know words. But yeah, but it makes me want to get cancer and go to one of those hospitals. (laughs) They're also children's hospitals. You'd also have to. I have that. Get a TARDIS and give your child. No, no, I have cancer and that Jack disease. Oh no, no! You got the Benjamin Button disease. (laughs) No, no, that's growing you younger. I'm Jack. I because I'm ten, but I look like I'm ten now. Yeah, but I look like I'm. What kind of cancer do you have? The Jack cancer. So you've always had it. Yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. Okay, so you're not about to get cancer tomorrow. No, no, I've always had the Jack you've cancer. You've always had the... Okay, so... Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm actually 12. You're actually 12 with the beard. But I look 36, because that's the, that's the <laughs> disease. Yeah, that's the Jack cancer. <laughs> Aren't we all 12 on the inside? Yeah, but I'm really 12. <laughs> I'm also going to Disney World, because <laughs> I'm dying. But I got to see Chris and Chris, so, so that's... That's the new odd couple on TV. Chris and Chris. <laughs> one sloppy, one's not. We totally know how that how that goes down. Oh yeah, they start fucking. No, not, I, I'm not I meant, the HBO show. You I thought? we clearly know who's the clean one and who's the messy one. Oh yeah, Pratt's the messy one. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hands down, he's just Andy Dwyer. Yeah. <laughs> Very close. Uh, well, okay. I, I was really super. I look. I'm not a person for the Super Bowl. I don't even watch the commercials. I don't care. Are we getting a, a trailer, a movie trailer? Oh, we get all it? kinds of trailers. They're, They're online always, like always a day to get, before. Like a Marvel one or we were supposed to get an Avengers trailer, a Jurassic World trailer, okay. I think a sci-fi trailer. We get all kinds of trailers. Yeah. I just don't I, look. They're online. I, I know. We'll talk. I about usually it after. watch the. Uh, the day after the Super Bowl, or the hour after the Super Bowl, when, when they rate them, when Yahoo does, they like best ten commercials. I watch those, and yeah. then I go about my business. I'll be at work all day, so I don't give a shit. But all right, well, speaking of things to give a shit about, today's movie, Dark Man, nineteen ninety, yes. Sam Raimi directed yes. this. Um, I have not sat through this movie since the theater in nineteen ninety. <laughs> And I can safely say, I can go about the rest of my life oh. without never seeing oh. this again. I I didn't hate it. Okay, good. I'm just good, good. I'm I'm good. I am going <laughs> to actively look into the sequels. Um, I don't think they're as good. They don't even star no. any of these people. True, except the Larry Drake actor. Yeah, he. I which think he is, how does he stay around? Because I, I saw his ass blow dead. up. <laughs> um, no, I. I but yes, yeah, I think it's like Dark Man Three: Drake's Revenge yeah. or something like that. Um, I, I would have to look to see if, uh, what Sam Raimi's involvement is, though. Probably nothing. Yeah, I don't know if he's at least producer. I'll I'll check it out. But I'm if not he positive. if he has no connect, well, he created the story, so he's got to have something. But if he's not directly some kind of influential way related to the other movies, I might pass. Like this, this is the Raimi that I love to watch. Yeah, that's that's that. I, I as unfortunate as it, as I must say this, the directing and the choices of yeah. how this was filmed is so the reasons why I didn't like it. Oh, like I just can't. Breaking but my it's heart. It's so weird though. Here, his. Corkscrews spinning, his yeah. zip zooms and fast whatever the fuck he's doing. Like it, it doesn't work for me here. I don't but get it. Quick in the but dead. But quick in the dead. I'm yeah. throwing and money Spider-Man. at the fucking screen. Uh, yeah. Quick in the dead. Oh come on! The 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 scene in Spider Man Two in the hospital when Doc Ock wakes up okay, after so having it fused. Okay, so one scene. It's the strongest scene of his 
particular style that we see in the whole movie. Yeah, okay, I'll give you those those two things, but that's it for me. Like, I'm not a big... I think Sam Raimi is a great human being. Yes. I enjoy him on podcasts. I've also seen him speak nerdist. many times at Comic-Con. I respect the man incredibly that he wears a suit and tie every day to work. Mm-hmm. I just am not interested in buying in what he's selling. That's all. Like, to, I, I realized that watching this movie, the same part of me that loves Sam Raimi films is the same part that loves Robert Rodriguez films. Like, that kind of over the top always kind of keeping a low budget kind of feel you can see the uh the springboards mm-hmm. you know in in action scenes stuff like that like machete is the is yeah and you know i love me some machete yeah, yeah. but it's i mean it, it's not filmed as drastically so robert rodriguez about... is the latino san raimi <laughs> yeah but which is weird because i think sam raimi is what's his heritage i don't know white no he ain't white he do you see Ted Raimi in this movie? That oh, motherfucker is Ted white. Raimi, white as snow. <laughs> I, I okay, we're going to just start with the movie. So, uh, Darkman is Liam Neeson. That's that Liam Neeson. <laughs> Liam Neeson is a scientist. Yes. Scientist? Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Absolutely. I didn't know if there was another term. Researcher? Anyway, so he's a scientist that's trying to make some sort of liquid skin my question to you, why? For burn victims and um, like prosthetic uses. Okay, thank you. Yep. So he's trying to do this. Uh, he can only get it to last up to 90 minutes. 99 minutes. And then it like melts. It, it, it falls he apart. Ends, it looks like the um, they've looked at the Ark of the Covenant yes. and they melt. <laughs> That's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> you know, um, his girlfriend, Frances McDormand, who is a attorney for this company that's building like this super super city or something and some kind of city of the future some yeah some kind of ocp kind of nonsense and <laughs> good pull and like um <laughs> she finds that it seems that the boss of her company has been paying off contractors and whatnot to yeah. speed the process which as you know illegal mm-hmm. she brings it up to her boss her boss has his henchmen find the Larry note Drake, and, and kill Liam Neeson's character. Pretty much. Pretty much. They But they burn him and acid his face. Slightly overkill. Uh, you know, whatever. Um, which proceeds... Then This is where it gets a little funky for me. Okay. So some magic burn center finds homeless people on the side of the river and takes them and puts them in scientific experiment suits. Um, all right. That <laughs> part is definitely glossed over a little bit. Oh, I think it is too. So <laughs> Liam Neeson gets blowed up in amazing fashion. His fiery body strewn across the sky. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like the Santa Claus at the end of Christmas vacation. <laughs> like, going across the moon. He's, <laughs> he's human torching it up real good. Uh, so, yeah. So, like, I guess somebody finds him on the shores of the river. Yeah. They admit him to the hospital because he's badly burned. He has no identification. So, I guess... Um, I, it's, they give it him feels, Lazarus juice. No, it feels it feels like they don't get his consent. Oh, but, clearly. <laughs> but they they perform this procedure, which is I guess kind of experimental or at least controversial, that severs the the, the nerves for feeling, 
so his brain doesn't register pain anymore. Otherwise, he would uh, quote He'd be unquote, in pain be screaming in pain yeah. for the rest of his life, yeah. which you know would be short. Right. My question still stands. I know you can't answer it, but I'm just confused by the concept. Some, some twisted doctor. Right. Is this, picked up, is picked this up, picked up Frankenstein Hospital? <laughs> picked up Liam Neeson's hand, put a pen in it, scribbled it on a, on some kind of release form, and then they performed this and procedure. And then the bitch stuck pins in him. She was like, look, oh, he feels no pain. So she's, like, it's like, she's like putting a knife in a nerve. Like, she's like, look, he feels nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Well, anyway, he wakes up, he gets Hulk rage, um, oh, yeah, which yeah. is symbolized by the zooming in of his eyes, turning to colors, lightning bolts, um, which I just could not hear. I is, was just um, like, nope, nope. What's that trans? Um, it's like transparent. Transposed. Uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, did those words. Yeah. I, there was like six transposing thing going on at once. A lot was, of layers. I was just like, okay. A lot okay, of layers. I it's can't. like your first Photoshop project. <laughs> yeah, it's a very student filming. You, you learn um, opaque. And then uh, he, he gets like, he escapes. Yeah. And, and the, the whole thing is, is that this procedure... Um, I mean, th- this whole hospital scene is just exposition to explain why... Oh, yeah, it's doctor exposition. Yeah, yeah, yeah Why yeah. he can do the things we'll see him do in the movie. Because he's now super, super strong. Yeah, he has augmented strength. Yeah. Because when the body loses physical sensation, uh, it ha- it goes to your emotional I, I center th- of your brain I, I to it is gather... He's pumping adrenaline all the Pretty time. Pretty much, yeah. That's yeah. how they break it down. He's, he's yeah. constantly running on adrenaline because... Physically, he can't. Yeah, it's kind of like it. when like a mom can rip off a car door yeah. to get her child. It's one of those shit. things. Yeah. yeah, but you know he figures out who hurt him. He wants to save the day, and he kind of starts going out as the Dark Man, essentially, which is like basically looks kind of like a mm, Phantom of the Opera meets the Shadow, but yeah. in the nineteen nineties trench coat. And he goes out uh, and starts picking off uh, Durant's. Mob yeah. characters he, one by one. He sees, he sees Ted Raimi first, yeah. and then gets the idea for revenge. Mm-hmm. The entire middle of the movie is revenge. Yeah, he's trying to get the revenge situation. He's killing. He's dressing up. He can make the faces of yeah. the gang members that he's trying to to either sabotage or kill. So he's, he's impersonating, he's them, taking pictures, feeds that into Mister Fusion, and then boom. <laughs> New face pops out. That is what happens. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. He literally just drops into a glowing trash bin. Yeah, it's just all right. Yeah, it's a, and and there, fucking, there is some interesting choices being made there. I I found I was going to say, oh, I think Liam Neeson is doing a very good Im- impersonation of all these actors. But he's not playing them. They no, are playing, yeah, playing Liam themselves. Neeson, but yeah. they're really not doing that either. They're just playing themselves. them yeah. with a Liam Neeson voiceover so, occasionally. Somehow, <laughs> somehow, when you go crazy because your face has been burned off, uh, I guess you can really easily lose your identity and um, imitate, mimic other people. And by body weight, mass, and size. He is a giant. He did not easily turn into all those <laughs> that people. That bald guy was not nearly as tall as Liam Neeson. <laughs> Liam but Neeson's he was, a giant. But he was, he was a big dude, so maybe he's kind of hunched. He's kind of squishes up the middle a little. Well, we'll put a pin in the plot for a moment and and discuss the latex, uh, the the facial work of said the dark man look. Okay. Um, I think it's quite good when you don't see the lips. True, because the teeth are on the work. outside of his of Liam Neeson's mouth. Yeah. 
Um, the dark man's lips themselves have been burned off. Burned off, off yeah. Yes. So for a lot of the movie, they're covered up. Which is a, probably a and, good thing. And it works out really well. At the end of the movie, you see full face. and It just yeah, doesn't work for me. It doesn't work. Yeah. But like, I feel... They feel also like, look like little baby teeth. Like they didn't oh. give him man-sized teeth. <laughs> like, like, like his teeth shrank in the process of becoming burnt. Like they really little baby, little baby, little baby, little baby yeah. teeth. I <laughs> like I, th- I think the prosthetics to uh, to his hands and his face are really good because it's pretty clear this movie doesn't have tons of money behind it. Mm-mm. But that's when Sam Raimi does really clever mm-hmm. work, and I think keeping his face and his mouth always kind of covered to some degree makes all of the prosthetics underneath that do look good. With yeah. the exception of the teeth, I think everything else looks really good. I think Sam Raimi and whoever was... Um, whoever did the, the effects. D- d- yeah, the effects and the DP on this, they did solid filmmaking yeah. to to cover his face, the the, the work, the prosthetics, in the plot, angles and shadows. I love Yeah, and I love an eyelight. Yeah. So, I mean... I. A respect to Raimi for being able to make something on the mm-hmm. low budget and knowing how to accomplish that to put a 1930s team together that really... old monster movie look he was yeah. trying to go for. It's everything else. It's his modern technologies that I just can't get behind. But yeah. all right, I I think the prosthetics work. I think Liam Neeson handled them fine. I don't think the teeth worked, but they were covered for fifty yeah. percent of the movie At anyway, least. so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, it works. Uh, I think well. it's a striking image when the white bandage uh, is very shadow. Yeah. Uh, I, I enjoy the the trench coat that turns into a cape, depending on how big they need to be for certain scenes. Yeah. I, I like him sitting up on top of the gargoyles. Like, <laughs> do we want to talk Batman for a minute? Here? Let's get into that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's where he's sitting it. on top of the gargoyle, like my bleed, my my city bleeds for me. You know, like yes. uh, Danny Elfman does the music in this, and as you can tell, five seconds in, he's basically doing the Batman score with a slight key key not, note change. Not at certain as points. not as bad as uh, the last one. That I we disagree. Just I think it's far more oh, like the Batman no one. No way. There were certain. Da, 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 do, 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 do. He does this no, instead of I, what it was. What the fuck? Like, oh, Scrooge. I feel Scrooge was so much more of a Batman uh like this is tangent. how I break it down. Scrooge did a did Batman Returns where this one does Batman. That's how I break right, it down yeah, in my mind. All right, yeah, 89 Batman, 90 uh Dark Man, 91, 92 Returns. Yeah. All right. It just it's Look, you hired Danny Elfman for a certain reason. Now he was brought on at the end of the filming spectrum. He was not the first person to do the music. Uh, according to the internet, there was tons and tons of screenings. No so much. Like, this movie was panned it was, pretty bad. It, it was definitely a struggle. Um, there also is the quote that McDormand and Raimi weren't always on the same page, is the quote I read today. I could buy that. She is oh. very, very... Um, subtly used in this movie. Yeah, Frances McDormand is an Academy Award winning actress for drama. She's not Not the movie for her. You know what I mean? Like She's not funny, but she is in her dry sensibility in certain movies. Uh, She also, at the Golden Globes, her jaw was locked so tight with so much displeasure, she could have broke a tooth. Like, every time they cut to her, it was like, do you, can you smile? Like, 
But I, yeah, I don't think this was a movie that she wanted to be in. I think this was, hey, she wasn't the first choice for this either. Yeah, I know, but I mean, money got to, you know, hey, everybody got to yeah, start I guess, somewhere. I guess, I guess it comes around. She had a free weekend. But yeah, the, the 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 what is very interesting about the movie is that the editor. Mm-hmm. Did you read this? I there? did. I did. The, the, the editor did not get along with Sam Raimi after eight weeks. He just was not paying attention <laughs> to the story once and had a nervous breakdown. Yeah. Okay, now granted. I think the movie's bonkers in a fun kind of way, but sure. I don't, I'm I'm not anywhere near a nervous breakdown. <laughs> I I feel that in that situation, in eight weeks to yeah. edit this, like, <laughs> how much other footage was I, there? This ain't Lord of the Rings for I know, fuck's sake. I know, I know. <laughs> I would believe that because this is a like Sam Raimi's idea concept. It's his everything, baby. it's his baby. He may have held it just too tightly and constantly, like over the editor's shoulder, and that drove him nuts. It's possible. I would believe that eight weeks and a nervous breakdown. I could believe that. That guy probably also has some issues. I was going to say, maybe he also has some personal issues going on. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, back to the plot. But, uh, (laughs) well, a little interlude there, a little information in the dark way. This movie is so. it's, It's so Batman. And it's so. And it's also The Shadow, which kind of. Inspires Batman in in many ways, mm-hmm. um, and and granted that's Sam Raimi's intent from from the beginning, but like the fucking gargoyle scene, yeah, yeah, straight yeah. out of fucking Dark Knight, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's and and the 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 kind of over the shoulder looks, the oh, the, the, the lights, angles, yeah, the, the angles, high, yeah, this, him melting in and out of shadows, yeah, and, and, and his some of his lines are just like when he the finds real, his um his Dark Man lair, yeah. and he like he's like. Oh. Like you're just like oh, oh Frank, okay. Frank Miller is that you? <laughs> I'm the goddamn dark man. Yes. Or or was like, that guy was just like where are you here? Yeah. You're just like okay, okay, stop, yeah. stop. But um, yeah, because that's a, the movie kind of it adds to the fun. For it me. does kind of add to the fun. Um, the third act is basically when uh, Francis McDormand's character of Julie figures out that her boss is the bad guy. Yeah. Because um, he has the paper that they went to go laying get. about. Yeah, laying this out is, like this really, is how really that fuck face yeah. lost it in the first place yeah. and got Liam Neeson killed. It's like possibly if you know you have a paper that can put you as the one reason. Maybe we also, should also. I saw computers in this movie, <laughs> so there's no backup to this. Anyway, that's no here, no there. But so. He, she figures everything out. He holds her, and they, they figure that they kidnap her to try and kill Darkman. And he goes on this rampant, murderous rage yeah. where he kills everybody. Yeah. And and they have this very stunt action helicopter scene where it's like he's a twenty minute nonstop. It is kind of. Like, I mean, I think twenty minutes is a little long for the exaggeration, but it feels like twenty minutes. All right, Fifteen minutes. Um, it is very much Batman Forever with Batman hanging on the helicopter, being drugged through the city of Gotham. Yeah, but bit. where this one is, you know, hey, we're gonna hang him over the city of L.A. and try and fire at him, and he's gonna run on top of cars and stuff, breaking and, through the glass of one skyscraper. Oh God, that was one of those to Sam deliver a line. And, and you get thing. yoinked out. Mm-hmm. So what is he like? Excuse me. Like, yeah. <laughs> so good. It's so good. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be like the Hulk thing where he crashes through one side of the building and runs and jumps out the but, other side and grabs the thing. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. That'd, that'd <laughs> but he's all adrenaline, cool. so who cares? But yeah. uh, I don't. It it is kind of. It's not a terrible finale with him 
switching out the double mask murder uh, Scooby Doo scene where like the guy <laughs> he like he like fires at his he he thinks it's Liam Neeson shoots him sees that it's not Liam Neeson pulls off a mask sees it's another face pulls that off looks like that, Liam Neeson. Yeah, that pulls off the fa- the mask and then it's his buddy with a yeah <laughs> I was like how many masks are on you. <laughs> And it's and it's bonkers because it's played by the actor first. Yes, and then and the, how, Liam Neeson. How how this is specifically played out? There's this long haired fucking Swedish looking dude who just giggles a lot, shoots essentially what looks like his double. So he thinks he's got it figured out. I'm here. That's clearly not me. Shoots yeah. him. Goes down. Uh, and then once we go see the actor on the ground, then now we see it's a mask. Yeah, lifts the mask and it's Liam Neeson underneath. <laughs> So the guy shoots him some more, new mask, pulls that off. It's the dude who just died five minutes ago. Yeah. It's so... It's so... It's Scooby-Doo-ish. It, is, it really is Scooby-Doo-ish. Like, I would have got away with it if you dab mendling kids, you know? Like, yeah. okay. But it, it, you know, and then they get to, after he kills Durant in the helicopter, which apparently doesn't last because he comes back for a <laughs> sequel. But they go up. I love a villain who goes high. Really? Who, oh, I do. I think the best way for a comic book or cartoon villain to go out is to fall on off. On the top of a skyscraper? I love watching them fall off yeah. anything. I think it's because I like the idea of falling in the darkness. The, 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 the visual aspect of falling. Like when the Joker falls, like I love it. The, the metaphor of being so high and falling so low? Sure. I just like watching things disappear in the okay. dark, but that okay. works too. I think because when the higher they go, if, if they're wearing a fun costume, the wind starts getting into it. Yeah. Um, the action becomes more staged because you can't just run around. Yeah, I, I just I love like hell. Beauty and the Beast, Gaston fucking falls. I'm like, bitch, go down. You know, like I love it. You know, yeah, you know, I, I just one of my things. It's a trope that I enjoy that yeah. the Bond villain always goes up to the top to get away. You could go to your car, but you don't. <laughs> yeah, but the half of them have helicopters. <laughs> There's up top anyway. Right, it's fair. They're trying but to reach. They do that trope where they take um, it, Liam Neeson is now disguised as Durant, and yeah. they do it's it's a cliche that is in tons of movies. Yeah, but I love it. I love it every time it's used because it's so subtle. It's like, oh, your kids. He's just like, oh yeah, my kids. He's like, you don't have any kids, and that's how you know he's a fake guy. I also <laughs> thoroughly enjoy the other cliche and all the cop shows or movies where they need information from someone, but yeah. they can't give the information because they can get in trouble. So they do one of those like, I'm going to go get a cup of coffee. If this file just happened to stay out on the desk while I was gone, and they really? leave, I love that it. That does it for you. I love it. I think it's so stupid. <laughs> it's such a, well, we can't write ourselves any other way to get this, so we'll just do this scene. I mean, I, 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 get, I get the, uh, oh, the I Grant, love the cliche kids. of it. I, I can't explain why I, I, I like it. I get it. the how's your kids. But, like, I'm going to leave this here and step away from the sensitive I'm Just material. saying I like, it's one of the cliches and things I enjoy. I think it's funny. I, I didn't say it works. I just said it makes me giggle. <laughs> I can get one. I can't get the other. It's, I also always enjoy the joke when um, they frisk a bunch of people and they're pulling out weapons. And there was always that one guy that pulls out that giant thing that clearly he could not have that, been hiding. That happens in the beginning of this movie. Right, but I mean, like... Yeah. Really ridiculous. Yeah. Like, oh, here's my uh, minigun. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, where were you keeping that? Like, so I weird. think it's another, this, the dude with the nunchucks. The, this, oh, the, the movie opens, the movie opens <laughs> with, with, the dude with a, yeah. a white dude with a nunchuck. With, uh, with Durante's gang meeting up with this other guy's gang. 
and they kind of have a like a they, they face off. It's bonkers because the entire conflict begins pulling off this dude's fake leg, which turns out to be a machine gun. Like you do. And giggly, giggly uh, Sven over here yeah. is just mowing people down. That whole scene's bullshit mm-hmm. because there's way too many bullets flying and nobody, none of the Durante gang get hit. I'll be honest, when I was surrounded. kind of, I was like, if the movie continues on this train, I am out. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a little too much. But once all that, all the dust settles, the remaining other gang, they're, disarming and we just see like this pan of the floors they drop guns and nunchucks yeah but it, yeah two different people had nunchucks like why two different people yeah. had nunchucks in this movie <laughs> well in the beginning yeah well it, but back to the they're on top of the building they're fighting and you know yeah that's pretty much it they fight and the but bad it's, guy it's, drops and it's, it's not still, very it's not a great ending as well, far I as think, this movie goes i think i, I think it's it's difficult because uh, you shot you off the helicopter Kind, yeah, now it's kind of like true. okay, well, now we have to wrap this up. So we'll do what we can with the plot that we have thus established yeah, at you, this you, point. You have to kill top dollar. Um, <laughs> Why I is find... that always your go-to when we talk about crappy movies like this? It's top dollar. Top dollar is your go-to because it's an archetype. It's an archetype <laughs> that we always see yeah, in but, these movies. But top dollar is, it... is not what you look up in the book. Though. That's what I know. I, I, I speak what I know. If you don't know what he's referring to, Top Dollar, the the bad guy gang leader archetype yeah. from when the gang the crow. when the gang kills Eric Draven, yeah, we yeah. find out oh the gang was taking orders from a much higher dude whose name is Top Dollar. Whose name is Top Dollar? Same thing here. No, no, yeah, Durante's yeah. gang. This other guy Starks. Um, Stark. I Starks. <laughs> Whatever. Or Strax? Does no, Strax. Strax. Whatever. Like the little guy from Doctor Who? <laughs> <laughs> Potato Head. Um, I kind of feel that the, the scene could have been better, but the setting is um, in this still constructed uh, high rise, mm-hmm. so they're all moving on girders. Yeah. And I feel that makes it kind, kind of, of awkward. There are some really good scenes where um, Starks is like literally boxing dark man yeah because he was you know a boxing champion at one point he looks the type yeah uh and then at it, harvard yeah and then it escalates to the point where he picks up this giant totally fake rivet gun oh, and it's just yeah. firing rivets at him at, from like 10 feet away but misses yeah, lots yeah. we got the, his hand the recoil is pretty rough on a rivet gun <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but then it gets his hand pinned to uh, to to the girder behind him, and then you know more uh, flashes, the more lightning, light, more lightning yeah, bolts of anger, T Rex or whatever, and he pulls his hand. I can't. You can't tell if it pulls the rivet through his hand or if he pulls the rivet out of the girder. I believe the rivet is still in the. I believe the it either way. Yeah. Um, his hands are already in pain. What what's a little bit more? You don't know. Why well, have a, why not have a hole? It's kind of like now he's the community. He's dropping that ball through his <laughs> yeah. hole in his hand. But like, yeah, and then he's, he he stops the bad guy and he saves Julie. And he she's willing to kind of stay with him and work their issues out with his grossness. Now. But he is now the knight. Yeah. So he's like, we can never be together. I have to go do my thing. Yeah, and I've changed. I'm, I'm not the man you used to love. Yeah. And he, like there's... There's I'm physical. the dark man. And then he turns into Bruce Campbell and runs away. Yes. Which is... So, so great. How I end most of my evenings. <laughs> Turning into Bruce Campbell. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
Uh, me and the chin, we just disappear, oh, yeah, in, in I, the, into the darkness. One day I want to meet him. Just melt into the shadows, oh, a la Psylocke. Just like, so cool. <laughs> so cool. I don't know if I make that noise, but yeah. <laughs> it'd be gross. It'd be gross. <laughs> um, there are a handful of moments in the movie where Liam Neeson gets real mopey, and like that's the at the end when he's like, I am the dark man, mm-hmm. it's kind of the culmination of all that. Uh, there's a there's a moment where his hand catches on fire and he realizes it's on fire but he doesn't feel it. Yeah. He goes in this tirade of like they took my hands. Yeah, he was, they took my thumbs, Johnny. They took my thumbs. You know, and then he's looking he, at his reflection when he flips out and becomes the Tin Man for a few moments there. Oh and yells my at god, the cat. what a great scene! It makes me want to see him as the Tin Man in a Wizard of Oz movie. Oh, like a twisted Oz. Oh. I still want him burned up like Dark Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's tin, melted yeah. his skin. Yeah. Yes. Uh, there is interesting, I mean, Liam Neeson does, he's doing some interesting things in the movie as an actor. Like he's, he is, he's loving and caring in the beginning of the movie as the doctor. And then mm-hmm. as he's, when he's Dark Man, when he's normal Dark Man, he's very much, like you just said, very subtle speaking, like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. and then he's crazy Dark Man, but then there's a layer <laughs> in between all that, like at the carnival, when he flips the yeah, fuck out about the elephant. He has a hard time controlling you know? his, his rage, because the adrenaline's running mm-hmm. all the time. Which so, is a scene that has been on Hollywood Babylon's exquisite acting. I mean, that take the like, fucking elephant is the scene that I remember the most yeah, from like the movie. like, my hands also deserve Oh, no, you totally, yeah. yeah. What do you, we should send it in. I, I think it is, the, the, but as an actor, I think he's doing a lot of different things that are very interesting to watch. Like I said, I may not have loved the movie, but it's interesting to watch. There's, It's almost like a weird art piece that I'm not quite sure what to do with. Like, I'm like, I don't want to own it, but I'll look at it in the museum for a while. Then I'll, I'll move on. I'll appreciate it yeah. and leave it here. Yeah, yeah. I don't need to take it home with me. But that's how I feel about all Sam Raimi movies for me. Like, I appreciate them. I just don't need them hanging in my home. He just he hasn't worked for me, but that's I'm not, not shitting on him. No, I, don't, I know you're not. I know you're not. I, I don't I'm not, I'm hate not, him though. Yeah, that's I'm, why upsets me about it is I want to like his yeah, movies more. My no, my my, <laughs> my my noises are, are have nothing to do with like oh you don't like it. Who are you? No, no, I know. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. all like I just I love it so much. Ever since the first time I saw Army of Darkness, I was just really into the style and maybe that's what did it because that was one of the first movies i saw was army of darkness and i was like what the fuck is this shit this looks awful you know and i just didn't get the joke and i didn't understand what the hell was going on and then i saw evil dead and i was like okay yeah i but my problem with evil dead isn't the the directing or the i just don't like the story yeah the story doesn't work for me even the remake i was like okay i get you Evil Dead 1 and 2, I don't like as much as Army Darkness. Well, they're I like, so different. They are way different. Yeah. And and honestly, I was thrown off when I went backwards to see those. Because I'm like, okay, I clearly see the Raimi style mm-hmm. here. But it's not funny and it's not kind of campy like Army of Darkness is. And, yeah. and Dark Man also. So I've really... My my Raimi palette is, is kind of been worked out where i can still appreciate this and uh, when he produces like drag me to hell and the horror stuff right right but then when he does like actiony things like this quick and the dead spider-man then i get the other flavor of raimi that i like better yeah but it's still nothing against and i don't i can't explain why i love quick and the dead so much 
I think that I, one, one, I think you a bit. It's Sharon Stone and Gene Hackman do carry yeah. me quite a lot, but I just like Westerns. Yeah. I kind of have an it's affinity a for, Western. it is a decent Western. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it, yeah, but it's not bogged down by bunch of other bullshit. <laughs> you mean like story and plot? Uh, but like love interests. And <laughs> yeah, it's like none that. of that bullcrap. Yeah. I like Spider-Man 1. I enjoy the first hour. Mm-hmm. It's the last hour that loses me because it's all be, goblin and not so much. Yeah, the goblin two is two dudes a, in masks. It is two dudes in masks, but I feel that it just became very rushed for me. Where I felt the first hour was very much the origin of Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy Spider Man too. I don't like the finale. I have a lot of issues with the last fight scene, but the, the train scene is awesome. Yeah, um, them and the building where, where he uh, Doc Ock and throws the car through the coffee shop and, oh, yeah. and I think that is a great scene and I enjoy Alfred Molina in pretty much anything because yeah. that dude is awesome but then like I see Spider-Man 3 and I'm kind of like I don't blame him as much as I blame too many cooks in the kitchen for that situation yeah. so I don't hold him at fault for that but I do like Sam Raimi when he's when you don't know he did it like a yeah. simple plan, or um, I don't remember the name of it right now, but it's like Keanu Reeves and Kate Blanchett. She's like a psychic in the South, and Keanu Reeves like a rapist. Like there's a weird. Huh. It, Kate Blanchett plays like a tarot card reader in the I South. Don't I don't remember the name of it, but that was good. Yeah, you know, there's there's movies that I enjoy by him. It's his genre pieces that it's his I big just, budget it's stuff. Weird. It's um, this like the Oz, Oz movie wasn't. Terrible. I just rewatched it a couple weeks ago. Yeah, how'd that work out for you? I'm pr- I, again. I pretty much feel exactly the same. I'm not thoroughly impressed. Uh, I, I didn't feel, dislike it. I didn't love it. I'm not. I'm not gonna flip the table because of it. But it's. It, it feels so detached, and I think it's because of all the special effects. Uh, like that was, yeah, the special like effects look, are a little rough. They in look that. so pretty, yeah, but they don't look like they're there. anywhere there. Yeah, my no one's biggest problem with Oz was Franco. He just did not work for me. I, th- I, I think I think Franco I do doesn't think he know. Maybe wore a little worse the second time around for me. I just feel Franco doesn't know what kind of movie he's in. He's doing something as an actor inside that I don't think is melding. It doesn't gel with the rest of the with movie. the rest of the movie. I know that originally they wanted Robert Downey Jr. for the movie, and that didn't work out for yeah. whatever reasons. I would love to have seen Robert Downey Jr. running around Oz. Uh, I don't know if the relationship between Robert Downey Jr. and uh, Mila Kunis would have been weird, but then <laughs> again, there... it, it is the old timeiness, so maybe well, that would have worked I out. I think they would have done it differently. And let's be the honest, Robert Downey Jr. doesn't look like he's fifty, so. True, but he doesn't look like he's 30 either. I'm not going to deny that, but I'd like to he think... Looks, RDJs he can do no wrong in my book, so... Like, he looks really good for his age. We all, we all can agree to that. A lot of moisturizer. I kind of I I feel like, as, as great as he is... And I didn't see the, the, the court movie. Oh, The did. Judge? The Judge, yeah. I didn't Talk see The Judge. about... You need to see The Judge. Yeah? It's worth seeing once in your lifetime. I heard it's, I heard it's a really good acting piece. Oh, that's all it is. That, yeah, 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 it yeah. Is. It's like, a story you have seen multiple times before on CBS yeah. made-for-TV movies, but it's all Academy Award winning actors yeah. saying things, so you're yeah. like, oh, shit. Um, but it, it just feels like it would be Tony Stark in Oz. Yeah. That doesn't work for me. That's all he does now. Then, then that's kind of what I was getting at. It kind of feels like there's always a little Tony Stark, or, or is, is it, it Robert Downey Jr.? We don't know anymore. I, I think column A, column B. 
Yeah. I, I think that they've blended into one entity at this point and we're just throwing money at it. Yeah. Look, the, the Iron Man symbiote has now fully <laughs> fully consumed Robert Downey Jr. and they are one. Uh, and I'm okay with that. I, I, I really am. It makes I, for fun for great panels, great holiday. Yeah, yeah, great great when he yeah. shows up to give it a award yeah. somewhere. <laughs> Throwing roses and shit. Yeah, he's amazing. Uh well, we really tangent off there. So yeah, Dark Man. Yay! Uh, I Dark Man. I would say, you know what, if you're a big Sam Raimi fan, totally check this out. If you're not a big Sammy Raimi fan, you just like kind of weird 90s action flicks, yeah, you might like I th- it. I think it also works out. Yeah, if you just like 90s action, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a flavor just like 80s action is a flavor. I mean, out of five stars, I give it a three. But like I said, I don't want yeah. to see it in the next decade. Like, but I'm glad I finally got to sit through it again and be like, oh, okay, so that's, that's that, that movie. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't, I definitely don't want to see two or three. I'm, yeah, I'm okay probably, with. Probably never going to happen. For I don't podcast. need a remake of this. At some point, unless Liam Neeson comes back, <gasps> Dark Man Taken. <laughs> dark Taken, Taken Darkly. Um, I don't know. I, I, she becomes the Dark Man. Like she messes Francis up her McDermott. face to be one with him, and they go on like a, a messed up face crime stopping spree. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Like sometimes I just uh, sometimes not everything flies. They're not all going to be gems. Yeah, well, it happens. All right. Well, that you know that's um, it, it, you know. Let us know. Have you seen Darkman? Have you seen the sequels? Are they good? Should we watch those? Um, you know, we've got Oscars coming up, and the Oscar uh, ballot contest, as we do every year, is going. So if you want to go ahead and send your your picks for who you think's going to win over the. Uh, movieissues at gmail.com or you can send them over the Facebook or the Twitter private message however you want to do that um, you know where you can win yourself a copy of Big Hero 6 on the Blu-ray yay uh, you know let us know you can always reach us at Twitter the Facebook or as, as I said, just said the Gmail account um, please tell your friends we're trying to get more people to like us we want re- recruitment drive yay so you know tell anybody you think hey you like movies you like two stupid dudes talking about movies then you might like this podcast. Go forth, my little spooklings. You know Assimilate. What? Just download it once a week. You, you don't got to listen. That's fine. Listen. But if you do, that's cool. They got to <laughs> listen to get to this point. It's fair. Yeah. Should, should do this up front next time. <laughs> <laughs> Go uh, forth, my little spooklings. Uh, make well, Papa happy. Make Papa gross. <laughs> but that is us for this week. Uh, my name is, of course, Leland here with my good buddy, Spooky. And we will see you next week. Have a wonderful weekend doing whatever it is you do-do. You got nothing? I got nothing. I end with do-do and you have nothing. It's not much to use. It just... It, the ball just drops. Well, can't, shit. Can't, can't pick it up. <laughs>